Hi, my name's Oscar. This is my dad's podcast. Hi, and welcome to Sweetman Podcast, and this is episode 22. This was a really interesting chat for me, this one. It's a conversation with a music therapist. Her name's Pip Algie. And I know Pip. I met Pip through uh, another thing that she does that's connected to her work. She runs a, uh, a weekly uh, education music program for kids called Strummy Time. That We talk about that in, in the podcast. That's just something that kind of came about. She had a bunch of friends that had children and they knew that she could sing and play and that she had these skills so she loved working with children and she put together this thing called strummy time and you can you can search that there's a facebook page and um it's ten dollars a session you go along half an hour um i'm a veteran of it me and my son oscar we we go most weeks and um and it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun a lot of movement and 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 singing and the kids get to have a bash on the instruments at the end so we talk about that and we talk about oscar quite a bit because pip's got to know him pretty well over the last couple of years um but we talk about her work and how she what what it is that she does which i found fascinating and also how she got to that because obviously you don't i don't imagine you wake up and go and see the careers advisor and say i want to be a music therapist you don't know how that happens or what that is it's still a pretty new job she does some pretty amazing work and we'll get to hear some examples of that um she works with uh autistic children she works with children with you know learning difficulties she works one-on-one with these children she goes and meets the families and she's a big part of their becomes a big part of their lives she's got stories about um children who who haven't spoken and the first word that they say is her name they say pip because that's a person they learn to feel comfortable with and who brings some joy into their life through music so i found this all pretty pretty fun to talk about and pretty moving and 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 very moving listening back to it and so um i hope you'll enjoy this This is my my conversation with pip algae and um there'll be some links um where you can look up Uh, her website and the strummy time um, information if you want to get on board with any of that stuff as well so have a listen to this i was thinking like so we met through strummy time yeah and strummy time is um not the name of a terrible covers band it is uh what what is what is strummy time we'll talk about that We'll, we'll come back to it a bit but strummy time is what would you define it as Music for toddlers. Yeah, it's a music and movement class for toddlers music that runs movement. once yeah. a week. Okay, and um, and so um, and was was it your initiative, or you? Yeah, or, well, or kind of. When I when I started working, a lot of my friends were having children, and I really want because I'm not a mother, but I love children, and mm. I really wanted to be involved in mm. in their lives. So I thought, well, I can play guitar, I can sing. Why don't I start this group so I can bring everyone together once mm. a week and do something really nice, I think, for the community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and w- when did it start? I've been running it for three years now. Yeah, yeah. so we've been, three years. we've been at it for a couple of years or so. Like maybe, yeah. Two or, years? Yeah. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon. Um, and, and it's, you know, it's kind of one of the highlights on our um, weekly oh, calendar. Good. It's... <laughs> You, well, you probably know that already, but yep. Oscar loves it. It's one of the, yeah, it's definitely one of the kind of um, appointment appointments of the week <laughs> for him. Like, he'll get to Friday and he'll bring it up. He'll, he'll say, or like even on Thursday night, he'll say, we're going to strummy time tomorrow. Yeah. Like, that's when he kind of, some weeks he remembers the days of the week better than others. <laughs> but by Thursday, it all sort of starts to, 
I guess that's what's kind of the same for a lot of people. By Thursday night, it starts to click that the weekend's coming. And yeah. Um, so so that's how we know you. But um, do you know the story behind the name? No. Okay. Well, let's do that. Well, when I was thinking of a name for it, I was like, oh, you know, maybe like minor notes or yeah, yeah. <laughs> then I thought, well, a friend of mine suggested tummy, you know, tummy time. That's yeah. something that every mm, baby mm, is encouraged mm. to do. And then I was like, oh, tummy time, strummy time. Oh, so it was. I mean, I did. I did kind of think it was that, yeah. pl- but it was that simple. Yeah, yeah. So, and then I don't think I probably knew this um, the first time or two that we came to Strummy Time, but sometime after that, I found out probably through you telling me, I can't remember, but mm. that you're a, a music therapist and that you're a, mm. a qualified, trained music therapist. So, I guess yeah. um, that's kind of really, and we'll, we'll come back and talk about Strummy Time a bit more, but um, because I know it's that you've sort of said it's a little bit of a highlight of your week too mm. in a way um, or an important part of your week but I kind of wanted to know how you got into how you got into doing what you do um, why you do it what you get out of it and, and and particularly I think what it actually is I mean I have have some idea but um, it doesn't feel like the sort of job that a kid announces at a career's you know when, mm. a, when, a, when, a, when a careers and guidance counsellor person at school says you know, what are the things you've thought about? It doesn't strike me that a person says, I want to be a music therapist. That Maybe they say they want to be a musician. Maybe they say they want to be anything else. But So, yeah, how did yeah. you arrive at it? Well, I remember when I was little and I thought that I'd always want to be a nurse because I liked the idea of having a job that was person-centred and kind of caring. Yeah. But then I found myself uh, in seventh form. I applied for... Uh, to go to music school to study opera mm. with Malvina Major at Canterbury. So I got in without having to audition, so I just turned up there. Mm. And then I did my bachelor's down there, and then I kind of realised that actually singing in front of people on a stage is not for me at all. I get nothing out of it, and I find find it quite kind of nerve-wracking. And I remember in maybe third year, I was sitting in the library at Canterbury, and I was kind of basically procrastinating looking at books and Mm. I found this book about music therapy and I was like wow there's something like this that exists and it seems like it was so it would be so suited to me but at the time I was I think I would have been probably about 25 and I felt that I was too young to to go into that work so then I went to London no so what happened after that I went Throughout university, I was volunteering at RDU, mm-hmm. and then I eventually got a job there, and I was the drive host for five days a week, and then eventually I was the program director, and that was fun, And but then eventually I kind of got sick of doing that, and then mm. I went to London, and then I got a job at MTV for a while in the communications department, but then I kind of had this calling to go back to Wellington, and I really wanted to study and do my master's, and yeah, go and study music therapy. And, so, yeah. all right, well, that, that's, a, that's a lot of things happening there, but so you grew up in Christchurch? No, or, I grew up in Ikirahuna. Right. So mum throbbing, was... Throbbing metropolis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as my brother says, the goths get kicked out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what was happening there, like... Oh, well, mum mum was an organist at church, and mm. so that's where I think I kind of got my my love of music. And, yeah, right. And so there was, like, family sing-alongs and stuff as well, or just seeing her 
I guess, working at the church or...? Yeah, well, she would play play the organ and she was also a ballet teacher, so she she's a ballet examiner now. So she's always been quite, I suppose, a little bit arty and creative. Mm, but mm. looking through my baby album, there's a lot of photos of me as a toddler just kind of parked up in front of the piano mm. playing along because that was something that I just loved to do and was, mm. was really entertaining. Yeah. Do you have those, I mean, outside of... Uh, I guess what you just said, mm. your mum is an organist, but do you have those um, first musical discovery memories as a kid, like uh, <gasps> listening to music? Like, yes. Yeah. I remember one of my first memories is sitting in front of the record player. Mm. I would have been maybe maybe two. Mm. In my nappy, John Denver, Country Roads, <laughs> is on the record player, and I'm sitting, I've turned the mat upside down, and there's all these spikes yeah. to obviously like yeah, keep yeah, it yeah. from sliding, yeah, and yeah. I'm sitting on that listening to a John Denver record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> that's a manifestation of the pain that... <laughs> John Deaver, you're putting yourself in the in the prime listening location for that. But I think that's really interesting that yeah. this is my job now, and that's yeah, one of yeah. my first memories, sitting in front of a record player listening yeah, to yeah. Country Roads. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, okay, so then when do you go, you know, music school and stuff, And hmm. but when do you, like growing up, when do you develop a facility for playing, singing, performing, well if not performing, performing in your bedroom at home, thinking you want to go down that, any of those sorts of paths? Well, I was quite a sh- I think I was quite a shy child and not that confident, but because I could sing, I was always put into these situations where, ah, uh, you can sing. Mm. Being, you know, having the, head, the main part in the school production and mm. being put into these situations where you don't necessarily like, yeah. but you're, you do it because you can sing better than other people. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Okay, so then tell me about a bit more about um, being on radio and, and working on student radio and what you sort of felt about that. Well, I've all, as I've said, I've always loved music mm. and I've always been interested in learning about new, new artists and mm. new albums. And I remember at university just going to the record store in the mall and probably annoying the assistant getting mm. a pile of 30 records and sitting there for an hour and a half mm. just mm. listening to CDs and who, yeah uh, uh, well who was how did you find out about music I mean apart from doing that like were you did you read music magazines did you was there someone suggesting things to you were you just how did you find out about stuff I think I was just really interested and it was no one was really suggesting things to me I guess and I remember really loving like the Flaming Lips when I was 18 at university and but there's to get from John Denver to the Flaming Lips (laughs) requires quite a bit so what you know what's going on in there well, the, the thing that's actually quite interesting is with David Bowie, when he died, I don't mm, really feel mm. the connection that other people felt right. because growing up in a country, a small country I, town, you wouldn't really hear these kind of songs on yeah, the radio. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. all these people around me in Wellington are really affected by it, mm. by it, but I'm not. I associate him with being in the labyrinth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah interesting. Mm. I don't think you needed to to be a fan of David Bowie to be upset that he died, though, I think there was a giant bandwagon thing that happened there as well you know I think there were a, lot mm. of people, a lot of people genuinely and I think a lot of people you know um, that knew him from the labyrinth they were sad about his death because of that mm. you know like I, I think there was 
that, that sort of thing. But I know what you're getting at. Yeah, yeah, I mm. understand what you're saying. Um, so, okay, so you're... And then so then you've got this job or this kind of... Um, was it a job or volunteer to begin with, I guess, either you? Well, I volunteered yeah. two days a week and I really loved it because I was surrounded by all mm, this new mm. music and, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And then I remember the program director at the time because he wanted me to be the assistant PD and he gave me a big pile of CDs. He yeah. was like, take me home and take these home with you. Yeah. Listen to them all. You're still thinking about John Denver. Oh, yeah. Take me oh, no, I'm not. He <laughs> said, take, take these home, listen, yeah. listen to all these CDs, tell me the ones you would playlist on ADU. Mm. And I came back the next morning and said, I'd never, I wouldn't playlist any of this. Yeah. And he said, well, you've got the job. You've got the job. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. But yeah, that's, that's like, um, yeah, that's, that is one of those dream jobs, even if you're not getting paid or not getting much for it. That, that was one of those dream jobs, a bit like working in a record store. Yeah. 20 years ago, you know, people would, I mean, I, I never did the radio um, thing, but I had the record store job and people, yeah. people would always say, you're so lucky. And it was like, it was either shitty wage or, or even yeah. free and volunteer. But but you did think you were pretty lucky to have that role because um, so many people did want to do that. Like people thought, and people thought it was a cool thing to yeah. be involved in. And, and I guess it kind of was like access to music then because it you know, people probably find it comical now because, you know, people can find anything yeah. uh, online. But um, back then, that was access, that was like prime access to music. Mm. Um, yeah, you were kind of the gatekeeper. Yeah, of, yeah. And at the time, RDU was, had quite, I think it was 70% playlist mm-hmm. and the rest was specialist shows. So yeah. playlists from 7 in the morning till 7 yeah. at night with some free choice from, yeah. from for DJs. So you had that kind of, I guess you had that kind of gatekeeper yeah. Aspect, but then going to the pub and some people talking to you, but they're talking to you because of your job. And yeah, because they want to get playlists. Like, or, why? Why won't you playlist my yeah, my yeah. song? And then, oh, you know, well, you have to say the... these things. But and oh, yeah. you know, I'm a we're a crushish band. You should support us. But and then you've got to think of a nice way to say, well, you know, maybe if it was recorded a little bit better, or yeah, maybe if you're a good crushish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's what you want to say, but yeah. yeah, but you know, I don't think music should be. And on radio should be playlisted just because it's New Zealand music. It yeah, should yeah. be good. just as good as anything else. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Um, okay, so then what was the experience of working in MTV, like in, in the UK? What was... Oh, I, was, I had that job for about seven months in the communications department. Mm-hmm. And... I kind of realised that it was. I realised that it was basically just an office job. Yeah. And office jobs with, with MTV on the letterhead. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, office yeah. jobs are really suited for some people, but not for me. Yeah. I think I cannot. I don't cope well with sitting at a desk for eight hours a day. I need to be yeah, yeah. up and moving. And, yeah. Yeah. So okay, so this is taking you towards, and then you decide you come back to New Zealand. Yeah. And that's when you do what? Well, I came back. I. Tempt for, tempt for a while and then I then I decided to apply for the Masters of Music yeah. Therapy program at School of Music. So that's like a two year? Yeah, a two year Masters. Yeah. So I had to have an audition and an interview and I think I had to write something and yeah. So what sort of things do you have to do for an audition for something like that? Like um, the, the, they can't be looking for your um, performance skill but they're looking for they assessing you on how you can convey ideas and how you can, you know. 
Well, I think they assess you on, you know, things like how empathetic can yeah, this yeah. person be? Does this person have good listening skills? Yeah. Are they... Obviously, so can they build rapport with people? But musical competency and above as well. I, I feel like that's a given, but I just mean yeah. like they're not they're not assessing a performance style or anything like that outside no. of a conveying, you know, delivering a, a lesson type performance style, right? Like conveying an idea. Like, well, we had to do. I remember in, our, in my audition, I had to play a song on the guitar, sing a song, and then I had to sit at a piano, and they said, "Play Happy Birthday to You." And yeah. I had to do that by yeah. ear. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. And so how did you did you I mean, did you ace it and did you know you aced it or did you shit yourself and think I did shit myself. Yeah. I yeah. think I did quite well on the kind of the spoken side, but yeah. then yeah. when because I had practiced playing the piano and then yeah, they yeah. just said, Oh, I'll just play Happy Birthday to you, I found that really quite yeah, hard yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> something so simple but so difficult in a time like that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but uh, now I can do it <laughs> yeah yeah um and so you, you obviously you find out you get in yeah I get in and then uh, I think it was probably the it was such an intense program for two years so we had right. principles class so theory uh, we had methods, we had a lot of, um, we had a class around working with different cultures, mm. uh, we had placements, so I worked at Avalon School in mm. the hut, at the um, at a place called Middle School, which is a kind of supported learning centre for mm-hmm. kids with special needs, and then I had a placement at uh, the paediatric unit at um, Hutt Hospital, and then I also worked at Tehopai, mm-hmm. in the dementia unit in Newtown. So it was quite an intense two years, and then we had to do a thesis at the end about what you know mm-hmm. a topic topic of our choice. But it was really, really hard and really intense. And, but I think I learned. University was great, but the best thing I did was go and observe other music therapists working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And is it that thing about like uh, a writer or a musician where you take from different styles? Like were you watching these other music therapists and going, "I'm gonna." I'm going to use a bit of that. I'm going to use a bit of what that person's doing. Yeah. To build your own. Build build your own style. Yeah, yeah. And but based out of actually seeing pe- people that are, that do it right. Like yeah. These people are doing it, and I'm gonna. I like what that, the way they've done that. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm going to use that. I'm going to make that my own. Or I remember one music therapist who I won't. Or I'm not going to do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I remember one music yeah. therapist who I won't name who yeah. I observed. I thought, oh, she's really great, and oh, this is great, and then kind of reflecting on what I'd seen a few weeks later and thinking, actually, I wouldn't have done that and I wouldn't have done that, yeah. Yeah, okay. So um, what was your thesis? What was your... Uh, So my my thesis was on... uh, I kind of looked into this philosophy out of the States called TEACH, which is this kind of thing for working with children with autism. Mm -hmm. So it promotes independence... And they have all these things that they talk about. So uh, having a clear structure in sessions, using boundaries, and a few other things. And then I looked at well, what's similar to what what's similar similar in music therapy and my work to the that philosophy, mm. and are there any connections? And I think I found a few. <laughs> <laughs> and and enough to um to to pass and. Oh yeah, but I have <laughs> not graduate and qualify and. It's a it's a black bound book, but I have yeah. not even read it. Right. 
myself. I don't think I've read it. Right. Like, so, so did I shut it in? So what happens after those two years? So I finished and then I got a contract at the Wellington Early Intervention Trust, mm-hmm. which is this amazing centre in Lower Hutt. So children with special needs can apply to go to the centre, children mm. from zero to five, and the child goes one morning or one afternoon a week and they get music therapy, physiotherapy, early intervention, uh, and early intervention teaching and speech and language therapy. So it's kind of a one-stop shop. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I did that for about three, three or four months. And that was re- that was actually really good. So I think I kind of learnt more doing that mm. than at some points of my masters. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Without begging <laughs> up my masters. <laughs> yeah, but that's yeah. yeah, that's the difference of school of hard knocks. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's probably that thing you said when you said when you first sort of found out about it, you felt like you didn't have the life experience or you know the wisdom or years behind you or whatever to launch straight. You know. Yeah, and, into it at first, you've got to go and earn that, right? And yeah, and I'm not a mother, and I didn't know at the time know many people, uh, any many children with special needs. And well, actually, I'm I, I'm glad you brought that up because I was what one thing I was going to ask you was, um, outside of when you said about having an interest early on in nursing and caring and stuff, but and then the job that you've chosen and ended up doing, I did I did wonder if you had sort of family or close friend experience with um, learning difficulties, special needs with, or, or even like um, dementia care with grandparents and stuff, any of that sort of thing? Oh, well, my grandma had dementia, but I think my parents were yeah, quite what, in denial about how right. bad her dementia was right up till so, she died. So outside mm. of whatever that means to you personally, mm. that didn't have an yeah. impact on you know you and your skills and what you're doing now, really. No, no. Mm. But when I was thinking about being a music therapist, I thought, yeah, I'm not a mother and I don't know any children with special needs, so I need to go and maybe mature a little bit more and have some more life experiences. Yeah. But to me, a child with special needs is just the same as, say, your child or the child next door. Every child has value. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, I guess... One of the things I thought, um, not just about planning talking to you, but even when I see you operate on a Friday at strummy time, I, w- I think, you know, maybe I'm a shocking parent for, <laughs> for saying this, but I'm like, I, I, I not only wouldn't wish my kid on anyone else a lot of the time, um, but I don't really want to have a whole lot to do with anyone else's kid. You know, mm. I, I, I love my son and I'm, I try to sort of do an okay job by him mm. and, and I also think you know, I'm, I'm in awe of any of the people in his um, life that help him out, um, as you do on a Friday, and he goes to daycare and he loves his teachers, mm. and and then even just informal things like we go to the library all the time and the um, people that work at the library are sort of getting to know him and also understand him. And um, But I don't know how people can offer that kind of care and attention to someone's child that's not theirs let alone if there are learning difficulties or special needs, you know. And, mm. and you know, every child requires special mm. attention and has special needs, right? Yeah. So, but, but at this time in my life, I love giving to other people's children, mm-hmm. like your own, but mm. then 
at five o'clock I can go home and have a beer on the couch and read a book. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, you I don't have to bath anybody or yeah. I don't have anyone screaming in the other room. It's yeah. But I do love, with your son, I really love, and with many children, I love, you know, what's, what's drummy time? It's about giving him a positive experience. It's about mm-hmm. giving you a positive experience. Mm. It's... Yeah, there's, there's kind of so many things. So when he leaves, it's a lot about, you know, he mm. always says goodbye to me, he always says yeah, hello. Yeah. So teaching yeah. teaching manners, he's sharing with other children. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. He's uh, burning some energy <laughs> off. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, look, it's great. I mean, we've, as I say, we've been we've been uh, going for a long time and, and you know, give or take the odd week where it doesn't happen. You know, and I, it's funny because you notice the people that drift off out of it and then sometimes come back, there's that whole thing around sleeps and... You know, mm. we had that when we first started um, going to it, was mm. that he would, you know, it didn't quite fit the routine, and then, yeah. you know, now it does and stuff. And But it's it's interesting watching, um, I was ta- I was talking with uh, with one of the other parents um, who goes to Strummy Time, who's, who's a friend, and we um, caught up in the weekend, you know, in the weekend, and we're talking about it and, and saying what, what we both like about it is that it's quite relaxed, but... You know, it's not just a free for all. There is a like you you've created a sort of um, an environment and a, enough of a template where you know it's got to that point where Oscar now knows if you miss something and he, you know he's yeah. got, he's had you up about it. And the yeah. other week in the car, he's like, you know, Pip needs to play this song. You know, she didn't she didn't play it. And uh, and I said, well, you you can tell her that. You know, like you can you can point that out. But but so you're hitting those marks each week. But yeah. sometimes you do them in a different, you know, slightly different order or whatever, or yeah. you, you can introduce new and different things. But but it's very casual. So because you know I run a mile from most um, parent group and kid activity things that yeah. are structured because I don't want to do that awkward standing around, you know, hands in pocket. Not that it's about me; it's about the kid. But yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm sure I'm not alone and not wanting to do that. And it's never really felt that way. But I think at you know at a preschool age when if I was a child who I lived in the I lived in the country so I never went to preschool mm. music groups, mm. but if I did, I would hate doing something like learning to play Twinkle Twinkle Little Star on the xylophone. That's not yeah. fun. That's so yeah, yeah, restrictive. That's hard work. That's... Yeah. And the other thing I do is I you know I think a lot of people around Wellington who run groups say you must sign up for ten weeks. Yeah. Right. But you've got to factor in that some people just can't make it and yeah. and. Yeah, if people can't make it, or you know, the child might be sick, but it's not. That doesn't mean that they should kind of lose out. I guess. Yeah. yeah. We're going to be away next week, by the way. Oh, that's right. <laughs> no, but that's, exa- that's exactly it. Is that thing that you can just go? Well, you know, here's a thing where we don't have to turn up. We, you know, and it, and it gets to that point. You see some of the kids. You know, and they're all different, and they're all different each week. But you see yeah. them. I mean, Oscar bounds in there a lot of the time, you know, like like he owns the joint. Yeah. <laughs> got a slight problem with him doing that in, in a lot of places, actually. But um, but, but if that's but how he's that, feeling, that's totally, awesome. Totally, isn't that cool? And, yeah. and again, as you say, like at three o'clock or whatever on a Friday afternoon, what a fantastic thing that, you know, he um, he feels that and that kind of gives me something to laugh at and takes yeah. the pressure off me a little bit too. Like, you know, like I can just... I, I'm I'm sort of like the well I'm the chauffeur you know I'm the driver yeah. I've I've got him there and then I can kind of just kick back and 
Yeah. Watch him do his thing. That's pretty cool. But that other week when he was doing that really fruity dancing, you know, yeah. I think isn't that so awesome that he feels that this the environment that he he is yeah. in, he's comfortable enough just to do that and be himself rather than being this kind of yeah, oh yeah, I've yeah. got to do this 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 and this. So you've said before um, to me that um, you know one of the one of the things you get out of that is it's a nice way to end your week because mm. it's I guess quite different from. The rest of your week mm. so let's talk a little bit more specifically about um what you're now you're i guess established you've been doing it for a while what what does your week entail like do you have a very set um you know places you schedule. go to schedule yeah do you do you follow a pretty set schedule and and what do you do um day to day yeah, I do follow quite a set schedule. So I see about 20 children with special needs around Wellington every week. And, uh, for, and is it all one-on-one? Yeah, all one-on-one. But child, some children I use uh, buddies from... So if I work in a school, I use buddies from the classroom okay. because yeah. I think you can build a relationship with me. But the important thing is maybe a child with high-functioning autism building a relationship with peers his own age. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I see... Yeah, about 20 children a week. At the moment, I see mainly children with autism and children with Down syndrome. Mm. Yeah. And I work with children from about maybe two or three years old up to 13. Mm -hmm. Mm. But can I go back to the story time thing for a second? Because I thought last year, I was like, you know, this is great and, you know, I love it and it's a really nice, light way to end the week mm. and then I feel like I'm kind of giving something back to like I get I love Wellington so much and I get so much out of living here so it's kind of a time that I can kind of give back to to the community yeah cool but I remember um one week I was like oh well you know it's really fun and I have a good time but you know why do I do it and then a mum came up to me about last year and said oh coming here has been so great for my relationship with my daughter because when she was born I had postnatal depression so coming has been something that's really um been helpful for us to kind of develop a positive wow, relationship yeah cool yeah so that was kind of like oh so that's why I do it like it's not mm, mm. it's not just this fun thing I'm actually helping lots of families but I'm helping families and maybe in different ways mm, mm, yeah mm. yeah I, I guess you know that's one of the things I've I wouldn't say I've thought closely hugely about with it but but you can't help but go just a little bit more sort of um you know simply you can't help but look around the room and there's you know there's different people there you know each week or whatever like Mm. it's different different amount of people you can't help but go um everyone is getting something slightly different out of this because the kids are at different stages too Mm. so you know you get you get people that go there with babies and you know nearly newborns Mm. and it's it's just like when the library does you know we used to go to the library music, yeah music thing and stuff which was quite cool um you know they're just they're introducing them to it but then there's that different stage when the kid is a little bit more you know interactive and then you get like i mean oscar's pretty much the oldest yeah there all the time so he's like kind of the boss yeah the bo- <laughs> he, and he thinks he is you know and he's, yeah totally <laughs> It's, I kind of keep thinking, like, he's going to start clapping his hands and, you know, like, yeah. marshal the troops and kind of, like, come on, we need to get started. Yeah. But but he does have that thing, too, where he's, like, um, you know, and he's in a different 
you know, because he's at a stage now where, you know, he, for, for a while he doesn't sleep um, during the day or anything like that. Yeah. So he's at a different level of um, tiredness yeah. week to week. Sometimes we've had a real jam-packed day and he's, and he's charging and other days he's knackered. And, mm. But something happens when you actually finally start. Like, he, you know, he, that's that thing. He knows that, sked, that routine well enough Yeah. that when you kind of announce that it's going to start, pick up the guitar... You know, he kind of sits up and yeah, and we always start with that kind of mat time at the start because yeah, what yeah. is what is, what do we do at school? We that's start it. and we sit on the mat, so that's really kind of yeah, yeah, leading well, into that. Yeah, that's it. Like I think you know, probably the first couple of times when I uh, came along, it did. It, it was like weird throwback to yeah. you know something I hadn't thought about for over thirty years. Like you know. You're sitting there, on the mat was. and kind of centering yourself for what's going yeah. to happen. Yeah. yeah. And well, we ha- I remember uh, having a uh, fucking kindy teacher that would play the auto harp. And, <laughs> and you know, and just thinking like, I didn't think this at the time, but I remember a few years later just thinking, you know, especially back then, just thinking what a giant hippie she must have been. Yeah. But how that was really cool. Like it yeah. did kind of stick with me for ages that, like, and, 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 you know, um, my pri- my sort of first year in primary school too. Like these instruments that weren't just guitars and pianos. Like they yeah. were, that was the introduction to them. Like that was where you first like the bucket of recorders and the yeah. and the disinfectant. Oh, <laughs> oh, there's some horror stories yeah. about um, those. We had a teacher at our school that um, got kind of uh, I don't I don't think she got sacked because of this, but she did um, drag a kid across the room who sucked her thumb and pulled the thumb out of her mouth and jammed it into the um, bucket of recorded disinfectant and then shoved it into oh, the God. kid's mouth in front of everyone. And I still remember that. Like, yeah. It was uh, was kind of nightmare. You know, it was like kind of nightmare stuff. Yeah. Um, what we were talking about was your your week and working mm. with... And, and so I don't... I want to ask this, like, from a music... I'm sure you'll understand this from a technical mm. sort of musical point of view, but what... What things do you do differently um, working with someone with autism versus Down syndrome? Are there different ways mm. to teach them? And not obviously, there's different ways to teach every individual person. But mm. are there sort of different go-to, you know, songs and programs and yeah. things that you have? Well, I think say working with children with autism, you might have these kind of umbrella challenges so they might have uh, challenges with communication so socialization sensory issues mm. with a child with down syndrome you might have poor gross motor skills and fine motor skills with a child quite young and they might talk at a later age and their speech might not be that clear but i think i do not approach a child with oh this child has Down syndrome, this is how I'm, go- this is how I'm going to work with them, or this child has autism, yeah, this is how I'm yeah. going to work with them. I'm, you've got to be... It's, a, it's child, child by first, child. Yeah, child yeah. first, diagnosis, sentence, yes. second. Yeah, yeah. Like, I always look at, you know, is this child is this child kind of trying to manipulate me? Is this tr- child going to push my boundaries? Yeah. And then, oh, is that the child being challenging? Well, I guess if you were just, if you were just, I'm trying to think about this, how, how it makes sense to me. If you, yeah. were, if you were just tasked with going into a room and one-on-one with a kid and trying to pick the type of music they're going to like, mm. you're going to get it wrong, right? You're going to play, you know, like you're going to, you're going to decide that the kid that likes the Beatles is actually into heavy metal and the kid that yeah. doesn't like heavy metal might like, you know, 
that you thought did like jazz and stuff. So it, you, yeah. you you learn about them first. You find out what yeah what they're like as well as what they need. So I w- yeah I work in quite a family centered way. So if I start to work with a child, the first thing I do is sit down with maybe mum and dad, mm. observe the child, find mm. out what um, what's going on in the home, what the dreams are for what are the dreams are within the family for the Mm -hmm. child so what what do you want the child to achieve in three months what do you want the child to achieve in six months okay so what kind of music does the child like what songs um does do you guys watch tv do you have the radio going in the car and then i kind of get a little bit of a picture around yeah or the other thing that children really love is the idea of kind of creative music therapy so just improvising so you might have i don't know a child called toby and I'll play the guitar and be like, Toby, Toby, hello, Toby, nice to meet you, mm. Toby, Toby, hello, and then yeah. I'll get some kind of response, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and kids seem to have this thing where they just connect with rhyme, repetition, Oh yeah. Uh, you know, rhythm, uh, spotting their name, you know, what yeah. it, it all at different points for different children, but like I've seen that with Oscar, like mm. he, you know, if you know, I'll ch- I, you know, I can't sing, but I'll change the words to songs and mention his name and mm. stuff like that, and he'll just, and this has been this way for a while, but he'll just crack up, and then yeah. he, to the point where he he starts to do it himself. Yeah, and I think kids really like because your son loves loves the Wiggles. Yeah, and then you know what? Well, don't say it like that. Like he's the only one who does. Like yes, well, so many kids <laughs> love the Wiggles, but why? Yeah. Because the yeah. Wiggles. The, the kind of the melodic strumpet yeah wake up Jeff the melodic the melodic structure of a wiggle song is yeah. really like what like one four five one chord progression mm, really mm, really mm. simple and really repetitive mm. and also a bit silly and also some pretty kick ass like hockey choruses like you know big red car it's <laughs> it's it, it is it's a pretty kick ass pop song chorus like the the structure and just the uh, even the kind of I don't want to say the groove of it, yeah. but like relative to a say a threat two and three year old, the the groove of it as well as that melody is pretty infectious to them. Like and yeah. they, can, they can spot it coming around, you know. Yeah. They can they can see, you know, it's so telegraphed. They can see that big chorus coming. Mm. And I always think like um, Oscar sort of listened to the Beatles really before the Wiggles. And I don't quite know how that happened. I mean, I, I probably, in some sense, did force it on him, but I don't. I don't feel quite like I did. But I, you know, I've, I love the Beatles, and I've got all the records and had the CDs and stuff. And uh, at some point, he sort of started getting into um, listening to the CDs. And you know, he's far more into other stuff now, and he is into the Wiggles and a lot of other yeah. kind of sh- shitty kid stuff. But yeah. but it's all got its purpose and its place. But just earlier today, we were mucking around tidying his room, and he's like, "Shall I put some music on?" And I said, and he's just starting to get to the point where, like, he will put music on and sit and listen to it. And he's mm. just starting to get to the point where he sees it as a soundtrack, and he sees it as something that can, uh, you know, mm. um, you know, background be background and can can add to enhance a situation or just be just be something you can do at the same time doesn't even have to have that much thought around it but mm. he sort of said oh shall we listen to the Beatles and I said yeah okay and he does keep coming back to it but when he came back to it today he was like he was really looking forward to the choruses and I sort of thought in a way I feel like that listening he did to the Beatles 
kind of prepared him for for what the Wiggles do with their choruses. You know, yeah. it, like I, I feel like he. I don't. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if anyone's. Yeah, I don't know if anyone's happy with the Wiggles being compared to the Beatles, yeah. or if anyone's done that before, or, or yeah. whatever. But. But uh, you know, I do think that he did one thing is he's he's very good with other songs at spotting. You know, it's just something that's because he's because he does listen to a lot of music. Yeah, he's really good, and and because I listen to all sorts of stuff, I guess like mm. I, I you know he'll hear me listening to stuff that I like mm. and stuff that I really don't like, mm. and I sort of if he's if he comes in and I'm listening to something, and if he responds to it, I just sort of pretend that I like it, even if I don't mm. you know i certainly don't want him th- you know picking up on my grumpiness <laughs> yeah <laughs> towards music but it's it is really interesting the chorus thing like he's it's it's big with him so mm. i've sort of like i've been kind of watching him with music and trying to think about how how it is for other kids and again i know i know maybe to a degree that's futile but certainly with say strummy time in there i can sit you can see the kids getting hooked into you know when they recognize a part of a song or they recognize an activity that's coming and it's so comforting for them and i think because we repeat quite a lot of the activities each week and children master them and then they get confidence and it becomes a it's a positive thing so oh we learn if if i did different things every week it would just be too yeah i don't think kids would like it kids love to do the same thing yeah yeah um so you were saying like you'll you'll work with a family, and you you know and you'll mm. you'll you'll talk to them and so how do you get involved in the first place? Who con who contacts you and how are you contacted? So and who do you work for and so I work for myself yeah. and so I yeah I have a Facebook page but when I started so you learn how to be this uh, at university you learn how to be a really you know I suppose a competent music therapist yeah. But the thing that they don't teach you is that it's a job that is quite new in New Zealand. Yeah. And there are quite a lot of students coming out of the master's program. And you really have to um, learn to promote yourself and to learn how to engage with different people and talk to different professionals and promote what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So promotion is actually a really big part of it. So when I started working privately, I... uh, talked to the doctor or well, the pediatrician at the child development service and mm-hmm. then I uh well I set up yeah a f- kind of a Facebook page and then I emailed around Autism New Zealand and the Wellington Down Syndrome Association and also just getting kind of referrals from word of mouth so working with children yeah, and yeah. families referring yeah. me to to other parents yeah. yeah 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 wow um so and you you were saying you you'll, you'll ask them about sort of goals you know what mm. what they want to achieve what they hope to have happen mm. uh, and I know from listening to your interview that was on um, last year with Radio New Zealand um, where they talked to a few different music therapists um, and you they were saying like you know one of the parents I think said you know the first word or the first name the kid said was Pip well, yeah but it's an easy name imagine if my name was like Alexandra or like yeah sh- <laughs> sure but <laughs> It is, you know, yes, it's an easy name, but but what I wanted to ask you was, uh, what other examples of things like that have there been for you, and what what does that sort of feel like to you? Like it must, um, easy name aside, mm. that's a um, must bring home what a what a, a 
pri- privilege, but also a responsibility, and you know, like, yeah. you're an important part of um, that family's life, right? Like, because 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 uh, you know, some people in that family, if not all of them, are going to remember that, yeah, you know, for, it, forever. You so, know? an example is a boy that I worked with at a school in Lower Hutt with autism, and then he went home and called his goldfish Pip. <laughs> Well, the fish won't remember it. So there's a goldfish in Lower Hutt called Pip. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I really love working with families and, mm. you know, getting getting to know the child, but also getting to know the, the yeah, siblings, yeah. the grandparents, the mother, the father. Yeah, yeah, I think it's it is a real privilege to be, you know, pet, pet families open their doors for me and mm. I come in and work with their child and... Yeah, sometimes it's I get a lot of positive moments, but sometimes there are challenging challenging moments, and yeah, yeah for them to kind of be open to their experiences, yeah, really, yeah, cool. yeah. What, um, what, what's a, how different is a bad day for you than, you know, at work than someone else? Oh God. God, I remember somebody was, like, complaining about their day, and I'm just like, you have yeah. no idea. Yeah. Uh, just, but people just get so, some people, I love my job, but there are days where people say it must be really rewarding, but there are some days that it is really, really hard. Yeah. And, you know, if if I'm working with a child and say somebody, uh, someone's watching and mum's getting really emotional or the child is crying or something something's happened and some people yeah you know I've had a really bad day at work but I have to be like oh well (laughs) but then sometimes I go out in town and people this is kind of going off on a tangent but you know at the pub on Friday night oh so you know what do you do for a job and then I don't really say what I do because it's Friday night and I just don't want to talk about it so what do you say Oh, I say that um, sometimes I say that I'm a teacher aide. Sometimes I say that I work with children with special needs. Yeah. And then they usually assume that I'm a yeah yeah at a school. Yeah. But if I say music therapist, they're mm. like, oh, tell me what that is, and you know that must be really rewarding. And you know what do you do? And then I have this kind of conversation that I don't really want to have it on Friday night. At yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> so I mean, not that this isn't a great. I mean, because it's the reason I wanted to talk to you. I think it's a, a, a great and incredible musical ambition and musical story. But did you have your own, and do you still have your own ambition to do something outside of this work for yourself with music? Or or is this satisfying and satiating enough? Yeah, I think it's satisfying. So we do a, um, we do a Christmas kind of carol thing every Christmas with friends in Newtown and I think I get quite a lot out of doing that it's, yeah. it's the performance thing but it's in front of friends so no one usually yeah. there's no kind of outsiders and I'm not putting myself in a place of kind of people are going to judge me and mm-hmm. what are they going to think it's just but I get quite a lot of value out of that but I don't know when I come home my partner Joseph he loves playing records after work he's he's an audiologist so he's in an office all day so he loves coming home and mm. You know, putting on the Prince record or go, going down and buying records at Slowboat and playing them, but I never do that. Like, he comes home yeah. and I'm just sitting in silence. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I was wondering yeah. too, was, was whether you... Because, I mean, I had that, where I had um, the two things that I've sort of ended up doing from reviewing music is... Particularly when I... Because when I, I used to work in a music store mm. and and review music, so... 
the walk to work or the drive to work was you know music and then work at music all day, all day listening yeah. while I was selling and sometimes reviewing and rev- in my head reviewing you know like listening to the stuff that was playing and and then when I was done with writing about music the only way I could kind of I was so used to having music in my life but not wanting to hear music I started listening to a lot of comedy records for a while because yeah. I was so used to the process of putting on a CD or putting yeah. on a record and then I got really into classical music for a while which I hadn't listened to you know, I didn't grow up with classical music outside of movies and tv things i didn't really you know understand classical music at all so Mm. i bought bought lots of classical records and got into listening to those which was weird because it was just like i i was so used to and it's only been the last few years that i can actually switch you know i still listen to huge amounts of music but i can Mm. actually happily now go a day or two with it and go actually I've hardly listened to any music today I've, yeah I've, I've been you know but I've been but I've been doing something like this I've been talking to people I've been or listening to a podcast someone else has done or yeah. you know watching a film whatever so I still have all that sort of stimulus going on and all that distraction but yeah it's only been the last couple of years I can actually have some time away from music mm. I have really um I always say, oh, you know, I'm sick of music and I just don't want to do any music today, but then I'll get in my car and yeah. I'll turn the radio on. And a song and will I just, snap you. I'll just find myself, like, singing along to the mm. song. I was like, oh, you know, it just kind of happens. But I remember when I was working at the B-Net, I would finish the day and I'd be like, oh, yeah. I hate going to gigs. I, I just don't yeah. want to listen to music, but I'm not really, yeah, I get, really at that place. I, <laughs> it, it used to be every couple of years at the end of the arts festival mm. I would just be like and I remember one time a few years ago a guy who um, I used to work with he saw me and I think I think the last I think the show was the those twits from um, that movie Once yeah. you know the swell season and, and oh, yeah. I remember. the guy from the frames or whatever and I just always thought they were fucking god awful but everyone seems to really like them and I just I, I recognised I was sitting at that concert with a look on my face that just said you know like fuck you all like I don't want to I don't want to be here and this is shit and then just and go home I just want to go home and, and this guy came up to me and he was like he just kind of said you've had a long couple of weeks <laughs> you, yeah. need, you need a break from music and I felt I think I'd been to about 20 shows in about 9 or 10 days and yeah. I, you know and I did feel like that I was just like this is actually getting ridiculous I can't yeah s- sort of almost can't separate one from another and certainly can't find a whole lot of joy in this and that's yeah. not really why you get into it so sometimes now when I go to gigs I think some people have said you know you know Look at you! You're right. You look really angry, and I'm like, oh, I'm having a good time, but I just get this look of like annoyance. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just want silence, I but think, I am enjoying it. I think I get that a lot now too, where people just assume that I'm not enjoying myself, and it's, it isn't. It isn't that I don't want to put across that I am. It's probably just that that I'm tired, you know. Yeah. It and it isn't even that I've forgotten how to show that I'm enjoying myself, it's, it, or I don't want to give the game away because I'm yeah. writing about it. It's probably just because I'm. It's actually been one of the best things since Oscar came along was using him as an excuse, you know. (laughs) Like, um, I'll still go to shows, I'll still turn up, and people will go, you know, you must be tired. And it's like, no, not really. The sleep, you know, he's he's great. Like, he goes to sleep and he's fine. But then when... when I need to, I can sort of say, oh, yeah, no, I'm just tired. Mm-hmm. But it's it's really myself that has done that, you know. Yeah. It's, it's me staying up and going out and getting up early. and. 
But you're tall. If I go to a gig, I can't really see anything. <laughs> I'm like... Well, I saw you. Armpit. I saw you at Kurt Vile, and I thought, "Why have you bothered?" I know I was behind some sweaty armpit, and then I moved, and then there was like another big, tall, sweaty armpit in front of me. I watched you. You went around the room. It was like, "Next time, take a box with you." Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I wasn't really into that. Um, it was a disappointing show. It didn't really quite um, fire because I've seen him before, and I was really looking forward to it because he was so great. I saw him in America a couple of years ago, and he was amazing. Yeah, and everyone was talking, so you couldn't really hear him. But then all his songs kind of sounded exactly the same to me. It's a frustrating element of Wellington. Um, I don't. Well, it probably isn't just Wellington. It possibly happens in Auckland and other places mm. too. But I go to gigs mostly in Wellington, and I feel like it is a Wellington phenomenon that people pay to turn up to shows that they don't know that much about. Because I don't know why you'd do that. Mm. Like I get why I go to shows I might not be into because it's a job, but. Mm. Uh, paying to and I you know I, I will pay to go and see things on a, on a sort of mild whim because I'm, I like music and if I've heard someone's really good and worth seeing and it's not a review show I might pay to go and see it because but I'll still have done a bit of research you know like I still mm. I'll still kind of go knowing what to expect but people turn up at these things and talk through three quarters of it watch the one song that they've heard on the radio mm stick around for a couple more and then mouth off that it was a waste of time and money when they've actually just made you know the show worse for other people like they haven't and that actually happens a lot but did you think the venue was wrong for the yeah I think I think it probably was I think probably the problem there though is that you know he probably should have been a seated because it was just him solo yeah and he's a good he's a talented enough musician but he doesn't you know in the solo setting his songs all started to sound the same very quickly yeah but i think like if you had a sit down thing people would have for a start they would have been a lot quieter yeah and that might have lended a reverence to it that it maybe it didn't even quite deserve but that would have given the evening a different shape yeah and maybe the songs would have uh, maybe they would have sounded even more alike I don't know but I feel like I just feel like it would have given it a different you know uh, it sort of wasn't the venue's fault because the venue can't really be anything other than what it is but it was yeah. it was uh, it was probably booked in the wrong venue like yeah. it, that happens a lot but that's you know what choices have you got here like the problem is the seated venues are all really expensive and you've got to sell you got to put the price up because yeah. they're so expensive to hire, and the um, and you've got to get more people in them. So how are you going to do that? Mm. You know, bar you know a small handful of acts in the scheme of things, mm. you can't. Um, how can you? How can you? It'd be awesome if there was another small kind of seated venue in Wellington that people could use. Well, the Paramount's pretty cool. Yeah, I do like that. It works, but it pro- it only works for certain things. I don't. I don't know if it's. I don't yeah. know that it's expensive to hire. It probably not compared with some of the other places yeah. but I think probably there are little logistical sort of loopholes there you know you've got to fit in with obviously movie schedules and it's mm. probably a tricky place to load in and out of and that sort of thing and um, it doesn't it's not well it's not designed mm. as a music space it works but it's the you know it, it gets pretty hot pretty quickly but maybe he wasn't quite as kind of charismatic as because I saw M Ward at Bodega and that was a yeah, different I saw that vibe. Show. 
Well, yeah, but he's a much better... Well, I was going to say he's a much better player. But I don't know if he's a much better player, but he's mm. definitely got better songs, you know. Like, yeah. he definitely... There's something he does that commands an audience's attention more. Mm. And, and yet he's not a hugely outgoing, you know, bubbly, bantery kind of guy, is he? Like, no. not much more than Kurt Vaughan. What's your uh, what, what's your what's your long term plan with your work? Like, what, how long are you going to keep doing this? Well, how long can you do it for? What what happens? You know, like apart from not wanting to listen to music at night, sometimes what, what happens to you? Like, how do you unpack from it? Apart from you know, hope your partner's hopefully got a sympathetic ear. Being yeah. an being an audiologist. Yeah, so he talks to <laughs> yeah. he talks to. The older population yeah. nowadays. So yeah. he's kind of he's he's. I'm really lucky because I think he can kind of read if yeah. I've had a, a, have yeah, had she, a hard day. I'm and he's just like, gonna leave her for a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of times that I kind of come home and have a bath and mm. just kind of not talk to anybody. And then I is so we're I'm registered to um, music therapy New Zealand. So mm-hmm. when you get your masters, you need to. Um, get your registration which needs to be updated every year and for getting my registration I need to see a supervisor once a month so that's another way I kind of offload and offload and talk about issues and talk about the work so I have a professional to kind of like guide me through yeah because I was was sort of wondering about that too I was thinking like uh, you know okay if, if a person has a problem with you they can you know they can fight. They can fire you. They can no longer require your services. Yeah. They can replace you, or feel like that path they've gone down doesn't work. It might not mm. be about you, yeah. but but yeah. What are the sort of checks and balances in place, and what you know? How do you, you know, who do you talk to professionally around what you're doing if you need to and stuff? But yeah, so I have peer yeah. supervision. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm a fellow music therapist, but then I also have a supervisor who is yeah. has been working a little bit longer than me and she's just doing her PhD at the moment so yeah. she's kind of got a lot more experience So, yeah. but I sit down with her and say this is the problems I'm having um, can you give me some ideas on how I might resolve it and what I found is um, you know at the start I would show her all these videos of ah look at me I'm a great music therapist look yeah. at these perfect things and now I'm more, kind of more inclined to be like oh I've had a real shit week. Yeah. And you want to see this video of this kid crying and I don't know what to do. And then kind of she, she'll say, well, you know, why don't you do this? And but I, don't, yeah. I, I guess I don't know what it's like with, um, because I don't work with children, right? And I never, I never have. Um, I've done, you know, obviously done a little bit through being a parent. I've done mm. a little bit of uh, interacting with, with other kids and, and, Far from what I said earlier, I, I kind of do quite enjoy it when it when it when it happens now. Like I, I sometimes get caught at Oscar's daycare for fifteen minutes, twenty minutes at the start of the day, and I've got like eight kids around me, and I'm because he's, he's yeah he, exactly. I think it's totally that because he he and also because they'll just go to you know they'll just go to whoever's around because mm. they'll at that age they all sort of want a bit of attention and and their teachers are amazing but if their teachers are busy and they can't get an in on a group they see someone else and they go yeah so I end up like <clears throat> might end up reading a story to like thinking I'm reading a story to one kid and when mm. I'm finished I look up and there's like eight of them <laughs> hanging off me and around me yeah. but what I was going to say was when you're working with other people's kids I don't know if this is the same as <clears throat> what I experienced with my own child but he can have 
and it's only happened a few times, but he can have a really bad day and be, frankly, a jerk, and I'll just be, like, sick of the sight of him. Yeah. And I'll be so frustrated, and I will have maybe even sort of, you know, told him to go and sit in his room for a bit and uh, that I can't be around him. Mm. And and then we'll we'll meet again just a few minutes later, whether it's whether he comes down to apologise because he's recognised that he's in the wrong, or I go to check on him and I feel bad because I think I was a bit of a jerk myself for <laughs> doing this. And then he'll just do something in an instant. And I'll just go, man, you're the coolest you're the coolest person in the world. Yeah. And I was thinking like, does that happen when you're working like if you have a bad experience going to the next person that you're working with, the yeah. next kid, I, I imagine they can kinda of light you back up. Yeah, it depends like if is it so is it uh, is it a good week? So maybe school started and kids are getting used to the new routine. So yeah. I'm not at home all the time, and now I'm in this place that's really, really structured. So yeah. at the start of the when the, when school started back, a lot of kids found that quite challenging because yeah. it's like, oh, I'm back in this kind of this place where I was last year, yeah. but I've had the whole summer at home to do what I want, and now I'm at school. The structure's all fallen away. Yeah. And they've probably only just got used to that structure falling away too, in a sense. Like, yeah. just got their head around the the relative freedom of... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I find as well, like, if it, you know, just using... I guess using what the child is interested in is really important. So, yeah, yeah so I sent you some Yeah, yeah, let's talk, let's talk yeah. about some of those. Can we... Do you want to play them? Should we try and play them now? Or should we... Talk, can you talk about them and when I'll sneakily insert them after or do you reckon yeah what, I what do you want to try and do yeah just talk about yeah 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 just talk about yeah 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 so um the idea of yeah following following the child's interests mm-hmm. is, is really important and then if you do that you can create these really wonderful moments of interaction yeah and the example of you were talking about you know your son loves the wiggles no you and, were talking about and, that. oh sorry i was talking that about <laughs> no no your son i was loves too. The wiggles. yeah 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 but a girl that I'm working with, uh, she is 11, she has autism, she finds it really challenging to have spontaneous communication with other other people her age, mm. and she finds it, I think she finds it quite challenging to have these kind of shared experiences with another person, and when I started working with her, she was, she didn't really have a lot of confidence, so working with her one-on-one she's been able to express herself and develop her self-confidence and she really loves Katy Perry. But I don't really like Katy Perry. Yeah. But it kind of doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the thing that engages her her the most. And, yeah, her singing something like that, she's working on language, she's reading the lyrics. So mm. I've got the lyrics on a page. Uh, she is watching me, she's smiling, she's dancing while she's doing it. Uh, while she's singing, and she's doing something with another person. So mm. there's a lot of stuff going on, and oh, we're singing Katy Perry together, but she's actually working on a lot of different things. What's the song? Firework. Yes. Do you ever feel like a plastic bag? Do you ever feel a 
that. to um you know i found myself like uh, i don't do anything like what you're doing but just it's pretty easy to put aside those you know i, I get a lot of sort of people jokingly sort of say to me oh you're gonna hate it when your son does this and you're gonna hate it when when that when they get into this phase and that and it's like it's pretty easy to see the joy in kids and you i mean you're seeing an actual learning Mm. you know thing happen uh, um you're, you know you're, you're using it professionally but i'm just thinking like over christmas i was i became the kind of dj at home to oscar and his cousins and there were all these you know there were four or five kids under six and all they wanted to do on christmas day and the next day and the next day was you know dance to Katy perry and you know yeah the the thing from the lego movie and you know blah 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 and it was like well they're not like shooting crack or anything they're well, just listening to music and also it's just like and it's really not you know of course you're gonna do it like you know you'd have yeah. to be a prat to go well you know actually you should listen to this james brown song yeah, you know the, the three and four and five years old they just want what they want and you just you just let them have it in that in that moment in the day and then the spontaneous fun that they kind of create around that, all the, all the adults were standing around loving it, loving it because they could stand around and have their Christmas drink and yeah. it was hands-off parenting for a bit. But uh, but it was cool because they were watching their kids just, you know, have a bit of joy. So it's pretty yeah. easy to put, put those sort of prejudices aside, isn't it? Have you, you know? seen that? show Portlandia and yeah. it's on the kids music yeah yeah I love that show I love that show um, I used to always post up the when I was playing records in a bar I'd always post up the um, clip to that um, yeah. DJ set have you seen that one that I'm doing a DJ set no, and I it's everyone that. in the yeah. town is handing out a flyer for their DJ set that they're doing that night they're trying to get like they leave the record store they're trying to get away from people that are doing it and everyone in the town is yeah doing a DJ set that night <laughs> um, so other work examples uh, yeah so I also sent you a sound bite with the same girl so mm. as I'm working with her mm. so um, we're practicing spontaneous communication so I think I have I have a list of songs on a whiteboard behind me and then we come to Mamma Mia mm. which you'll hear and then there's a little kind of phrase at the top I've written and it says Something like, um, I want Mamma Mia, please, Pip. Yeah. And then I say, let's read it again. I want Mamma Mia, please, Pip. And then she, I said, now I want you to say it to me. And then she finds it quite hard to say it that clearly. 
but she says it. Mm. So usually she would just look at me and say, Mamma Mia. Yeah. Mamma Mia. But I'm trying to teach her the, the script of, can I have this yeah, yeah. Pip? Or yeah. can we do this? Yeah. Please, Pip. Yeah. Yeah. So she loves Abba too. Mm. So we do Abba. What do you say? Can, can we do Mum Mia, please? Pip. So I want you to repeat that back to me. Can you move please? I've also been working with a little girl, this really cool little girl, and I've been working with her since maybe she was three or four, and her name's Abacus, and Abacus has Down syndrome, and she loves music, and the other day, uh, I was listening to some, we had Grimes on, and she knows all the words to the Grimes album, and she is always singing, and for her, I'm working on... Uh, developing speech and language so her speech and language isn't that clear mm. so we're developing that so you, I've sent you some a great um, little clip of her doing five fat sausages so what she do, what is she doing she's repeating the word sausages sausages yeah. sausages and she's also counting so she's kind of working on yeah. on basic maths yeah yeah and there's another little clip that I sent and she's playing the piano and we're playing three three blind mice, and what I've done is I've put stickers on C D E F G, and as I sing, I kind of go through the notes that she's meant to be playing. So she's doing something with me. She's staying on task. She's developing concentration, and she's learning a new skill. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. But she just loves to sing, and yeah. Yeah. So we do lots of singing as well. Yeah. <laughs>
and the other went bang. One, two, three, four. So I want you to say sausages. 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 Very good. Four fat sausages. Frying in a pan. One went pop. And the other went bang. Counting my fingers. One, two, three, four. Waiting. One. One. Two. Three. Good girl. Three. That. Sausages. Frying in a pan. One went pop. And the other went bang. Very good, Abba. Very good. So, in some of the cases, the ideas get generated by the the people and, and, and I guess family members like the mum and dad kind of yeah or whatever siblings point you in the direction of yeah so what are what the challenges yeah 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 but also they'll give you some clues into favourites and yeah things that they've had some success with or whatever like some response yeah at home but then ha- like do you you know like I always think about like a song that there are certain songs that work for kids no matter what like mm. you know and I'll like um, you know Stevie Wonder, well, a bunch of Stevie Wonder songs, mm. but like I Wish by Stevie Wonder, yeah. and then of course it's in. Um, you find out later on it's in the movie Happy Feet or something like that. So yeah. there's that connection. But uh, the Paul Simon Graceland album is is great for mm. kids and stuff like that. Do you hunt it? You know, how do you find those sort of? And I'm thinking also with Strummy Time with some of the songs there and that. How do you find the sort of go to songs that you know are going to work? Oh well, I think I've been. I talk to my supervisor, and then I find things online. Is there a big? Is there a big sort of book? You know, like a yeah, but cheap, some of the cheap book in, for for music therapists. Some yeah, there are cheap books, but mm. some of the you know, if you do a wheels on the bus five thousand times, yeah, yeah, you yeah, just yeah, wanna, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't. You just don't really want to do it again. Yeah. But you know, how how do you develop that? So, what song are we going to do on the piano? Are we song about? Three. Three blind mice. Okay, are you ready? Alrighty. Put your finger on E. E, D, C. we've got Twinkle Twinkle Little Worm now instead of Little Star Oscar thinks oh, that's pretty cool Twinkle Twinkle Little Worm yeah. how I wonder how you squirm yeah. down beneath the earth so far like a little tiny fire and then all the kids go ah yeah he, he, like, he came he came home the other week like straight away repeating that and he, yeah. and he got about halfway through it and then he goes 
he said something like, he goes, that's a bit funny, isn't it? Yeah, you know, like, love like, it like, it's funny. It's funny, and he also, I think, was kind of, like, commenting on, like, that it was, you know, that he knew that it was a little bit off, like it was different. Yeah. You know, like it was funny, like, not the right version, but that made it cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess you just kind of keep finding them, people suggest them, people... Yeah, bring, or bring you just kind of make, make stuff up. Yeah, like yeah, this yeah, as yeah, well. yeah, yeah. I was going to say that's like Beyonce on the bus. Yeah. <laughs> well, that thing is, kids are pretty, pretty. Kids are pretty good at like, um, you know, what's that? What's that? That um, I thought a lot about that whenever I'm cruising around town with Oscar doing stuff, I or he has a mild meltdown at home and I have to kind of fix it. I think about um, that. I think about one red dog restaurant that proverb about like the good thing about a dog is you know if you if um what is it you make an ass of yourself the dog will just you know do that too kind of thing yeah and it's kind of like um i told that proverb pretty terribly then didn't i but you, you get what i mean like but but oscar is i'm not saying he's a dog but he's like that like mm-hmm. he will you make a you make a fool of yourself and do something funny say something stupid change the words to something and kids are right there to get on board with you usually yeah with, with you know like if you can make something a bit silly a bit fun yeah they you know they're kind of they're kind of or your, act like a, you feel like a dick but yeah 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 anyway just, yeah, yeah. Kind of well they can't exactly like <laughs> they that they're, they're i guess what it is is you know they haven't learned cynicism yet you know mm. like which by the way when he wants to learn that I'm totally down to teach him, but yeah. like you know, it's like he, you know, he's he's pretty keen on having a good time, and and so he should. He's four, yeah. you know, like he should be having a good time. So you're pretty, you know, so long as you have a bit of fun with them, they they get it. Yeah, you know, they they get it. They 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 jump on board. Yeah, so just be a little. If you feel like a twit doing it, but whatever, like. Well, it's not again. It's not about. Yeah. It's not about you, is it? It's about them. Like that's. I think we yeah. we sort of have to remember to get over that part a little bit too. Is that it's about the experience they're having. Yeah. I, know, I mean, I know I'm I'm a bit sort of. Uh, self conscious is quite the word. I guess it is, but I I've I have to remind myself that you know I, I've ha- had to do that a fair bit. Is go well. This is actually for him, not not me. Yeah. You know, with what different experiences we have, like. Or with for me with singing in front of people mm. and in kind of professional, I guess when mm. I was training, doing opera training, standing in front of singing in front of a group of people, and you kind of felt, I guess, you do feel the judgment of others. Yeah, people yeah. are there, like yeah. critiquing you. But then, as a child, you don't really. Yeah. You don't really. I don't think you really pick up on that. Kids yeah, yeah. are shy, but not. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's interesting. Like, I think, you know, um, I've been thinking a lot about, um, you know, the music that I've made the most over the last few years has just been me banging pots and pans on the floor with Oscar and drums and stuff, and it's been great. Mm. And it's like, if that's all I ever do again, that's enough. Yeah. Like, for right now, certainly for right now anyway. Yeah. And and maybe arguably that's all I've ever been good enough to do and I've just been rehearsing for that for, yeah. the, for the last few years but that's fine like that's yeah. really great and I've, I've sort of been thinking about that quite a bit or the clips that I sent you of uh, the, mm. the, some of the work that I've done you know the children that I work with aren't the world's best singers but no exactly that's, that's they're having fun they're engaged yeah. and they're, they're being they're a part of something and that to me is so much more important than mm. I guess singing the right notes or doing the right thing let it 
things too that I sort of relate to um, some of what what you do and what you've been talking about is I feel like in New Zealand we always get told that sport is so good for learning and camaraderie and stuff and it is I'm not bagging sport Mm. but like it's really important that people know that you know music gives all of those things to people too Mm. and and I think people that are involved in it know that but Mm. you know um, parents perhaps need to know that 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 is one really great outcome of of any you know there's no reason why you can't do both and all of that but that you know music brings you know being in a band or being uh on a stage with a choir or an orchestra or whatever Mm. as a kid and even if you aren't that good you know you worry about that later (laughs) you know Mm. it's sort of like uh, i was sort of like people always um bring up you know the fact that I, i i'm a music critic but it's like I don't go to performances that kids are doing <laughs> to mm. to criticize them, you know. Like I go to I I, I go to concerts that people are charging money, mm. and 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 there is an expectation around that. Or I review a a CD that someone has put in my letterbox that they want to hear what you think of it. Like so, you tell them like that's different to someone just yeah. making songs up in their bedroom. Like you know, I'm not I'm not actually popping up outside someone's win- <laughs> window and going, mm. "That's a bad song, stop it." You know, like. Maybe Oscar should do a review of a review of Storytelling. Well, he sort of he sort of does every week in the car, like and you, you know, I like that. I didn't you most like that. you mostly get a pass mark. He was yeah. pretty he was pretty fucked off the um <laughs> the what was it the zoom zoom zoom. Wasn't, I missed that out like two or three. Yeah, yeah, that didn't get an airing more than once, and he and then he was like he was hot on that topic last week. He was like. Pip better be going to do Zoom. That was the song. Yeah. He was like, she's better do Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. Because she's forgotten it twice now. But and he's I such said, a sensory kid. He loves dancing and moving. And that is just the thing that he loves, being thrown up in the air. And Yeah, he does love that. <laughs> I don't know where... Well, I guess because I've done it, I suppose, to him. But I was thinking, I don't know where he sort of gets that... Um, the movement thing from. But I'm probably trying to... You, know, you get to that point where you start to think does he get that trait from me or from his mum? And it's like, well, lots of these things he doesn't actually get from either of us. You know, he's a kid, you know, Mm. and he also has all these other influences in his life, you know, Mm. kids, you know, friends, uh, other family members, kids that he see. And and he's picked up heaps Mm. from strummy time too. Like, you know, you know, um, watching what some of the other kids do and, uh, and I mean, you see it when he, you know, even with oh. some of the babies and that, and the little kids, and he'll have those, um, he'll he'll watch what they do, and if they do something funny, he thinks it's a crack yeah. up, and he'll try and copy it. And but a few months ago, I remember he got really tacked off that um, a baby was sitting on your lap. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's classic. Yeah, that's right. He still Get does that. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. He, he's yeah. He's always been a little bit. I guess that's sort of only child stuff. I suppose. I don't know. I try not to think about that too much. But he but was, I think he's grown quite a lot lately. And yeah, you know, he's a 
you know, he's he's four. Mm. He's growing a lot, and you know, imagine growing, being a little boy. Mm. You obviously need to move, and yeah, yeah, he's just he's really it's really interesting watching him. Music's been a big thing in his life already for a long time, and you know, in this in this mm. context of his small life so far, uh, music's been a really big thing for him. And it's really interesting watching how he responds to it, reacts to it, how he involves himself in it. And as you said, like, yeah, like the other week with that fruity dancing, (laughs) which has been coming out more and more Mm. lately, which is cool, is that idea that, you know, fuck, he's four. Why should he have a filter, you know? Like, Mm. you know, it's great that he just... And so he'll... That's what I always love about hanging out with him on Fridays is often before we see you... We'll have gone into town and Friday Friday afternoon around lunchtime and, and, and just after in Cuba Street is great because the buskers start to come out. Yeah. And we'll walk up Cuba Street and... <laughs> Do a little dance. Oh, big time, yeah. He, he could... Um, he could probably bring in some extra money for some of them because he's, 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 he was a bit standoffish. He started off really strong and then he got a bit standoffish. And then just recently he's got back into it and like he'll do... He'll actually just stand there and perform but uh, yeah. it's a fine line because I'm always like... If he does it for too long, I feel like I have to give the busker some coins, you know, because yeah. <laughs> and I and I don't have any money. I'm <laughs> like, you know, I don't have cash on me, and I think. But it's great he's doing that because you awesome. know, one day he might realise maybe you know when he's mm. five or six. Oh, this isn't this isn't socially kind of acceptable. Or this is the only way you monetize music now. Yeah. You get out, you get out and busk, you know. Yeah. But he'll he'll do. He does the um he does big dances with the Hare Krishna mobs and Cuba oh, that's Street. Great. It's awesome. We we <laughs> I end up see a photo. we end up with oh I'll show you a video <laughs> later. We end up with a lot of brochures and um and you know things because he involves himself so deeply that we get talks. <laughs> so <laughs> it's it's quite funny. That's your boy. Yeah, it's quite funny just sort of standing there and kind of straight batting it you know for as long as you can and then going oh yeah yeah we'll think about it you know yeah like, oh yeah come come over for <laughs> we'll some, know about that. come over for some brown rice some other time <laughs> you know but right now we're um we're, we're off anywhere else <laughs> <laughs> um is there anything else you want to talk about and what what have we forgotten oh i don't think we've forgotten i don't think we've forgotten anything just yeah i think those those clips mm. are quite a good example mm, of the work. Mm. You'll, yeah, hear, yeah. Yeah. you'll hear the children, you'll hear them having fun, you'll hear that it's kind of a... Mm. It's quite positive. Yeah. Um, and it's just a really nice kind of, I guess, would you say audio kind of mm. little story? Snapshot, yeah. A yeah. snapshot of two yeah. really awesome mm. children mm. that are living in Wellington and... Mm. You know, and mm. when they work with me, they're not really defined by the diagnosis yeah, yeah, that they yeah. have. That they're they're doing something really fun, which they're actually mm. really good at, and yeah, they're expressing themselves. And yeah, yeah. Um, and if people want to find Strummy Time, they can still. Yeah, if you can, you can search Strummy Time on Facebook, mm-hmm. or. Um, you can search me on Facebook. I've, I'm Pip LG, registered music therapist, and you can just yep. send me a message that way. Yeah. Or and you that, can come to Newtown. And that's how. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> someone will point. Turn up. Someone it's will, loose. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how I was going to say. And your site is how people can find you for your other 
for your other services, your real job outside of strummy time. <laughs> yeah, well, I so yeah, I've got a yeah, I've got a website, Well mm. Music Therapy. Yeah. Get it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Well or Facebook. Ready? Okay. And go. Well done.